What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. A great pleasure to introduce the next coach of the Crimson Tide, Nick Saban. Thank you very much. I can't tell you how pleased and honored I am to be your coach at the University of Alabama. Uh, the spirit and enthusiasm that has been demonstrated to myself and my family has been uh, phenomenal uh, since we arrived here yesterday afternoon. It's certainly appreciated, uh, but I want you to know that it will be our goal to um, give you the kind of football program, kind of football team that you can be proud of and that will complement the tradition uh, that this institution has uh, been so proud of through the years, and that's going to be our goal as a football program. That was January 4th, 2007. And then January the 10th of 2024, it comes to an end. I, we've had a night to kind of reflect. We've got a night. We've had a night to kind of recover. Had a day. Had a few hours to really soak all this in. But if you haven't heard, Nick Saban has officially retired from the sport of football there at the University of Alabama. And it still, it still just feels surreal. But when you look at everything that he has accomplished, in which we will do a deep dive into just the man that <laughs> pretty much changed the sport of football. When you talk about the standard in which football is being played, you can't name, especially now in the modern game, you can't go down too many positions without getting to an Alabama player. And that you want to talk about the impact on the field. You want to talk about the impact off the field. You want to talk about the impact in the community, the, the, the economy of Tuscaloosa. Everything that encompasses the sport of football, you can't get too far down the conversation without bringing up the one Nick Saban. And at 72 years old, has decided to hang him up and, and finish his career there at the University of Alabama, pretty much wrapping up his coaching career. This is Morning Jocks, Damian Mitchell, alongside Conrad Van Order, and you as well. We want your reaction from every every place across the board, 205-834-9450. You can text or call in there. You can follow the show on Twitter at Jocks Morning. You can follow us individually at Damian, at RunDM6, at Conrad VO Radio there on Twitter. To get your reaction, Alabama head coach Nick Saban has officially announced his retirement. And right when we're discussing the new age of college football in 2024, another domino falls and Nick Saban has retired. And it's going to be a new look for even the Alabama Crimson Tide going into the 2024 season. Yeah, I um, Yeah, I mean, I second everything you just said. It was one of those... I think there's a lot of people across the state of Alabama and probably across the country that woke up this morning thinking they had a bad dream yesterday uh, and, and not 
really being able to process it. And, and like you said, I mean, we were up here last night doing coverage until 9 p.m. Uh, on the retirement. And so, you know, with just how quickly everything moved and, you know, trying to bring you all the latest information and, and, and have some time to reflect on what Coach Saban meant to Alabama and to college football as a whole, you know, it, it was you know kind of hard to process your own thoughts because you're just trying to you know keep up with everything that's going on and, and, and piece all the uh, put all the pieces together uh, that ultimately led to this. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's sad, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and I and I think that you know you're always going to see you know people cheering from other fan bases, people using it as an opportunity to take jabs at Alabama, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But I think just how many people you also saw that weren't Alabama fans that shared their thoughts yesterday afternoon and, you know, spoke on what Coach Saban maybe meant to them or meant to, you know, their love for the sport of college football. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I saw yesterday. I mean, I haven't shared it. On Jocks 94.5 last night, like how many people it was, you know, without Coach Saban, I don't know if I'm, you know, covering college football for a profession. I don't know if that's the career path that I go down. And I mean, that's that's how it is for me. I, I don't know that I would be here, you know, talking about this right now on these airwaves if it wasn't for Nick Saban and his time at Alabama and, you know, growing up being a fan of that program and going to school there and getting that experience and, you know, growing to love not just Alabama football, but college football and the SEC as a whole. So it's it, it's a sad day, but it's a day as well of celebration for what he meant to so many people and what he meant to college football. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy because it's one of those things where you, you knew that this was coming probably sooner rather than later, especially, you know, with the rumors lately. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us that even didn't think that maybe this was going to be the year, you knew – next year, the year after that, something in the very near future that this was going to be a reality. It was just, you know, so many people were shocked with the how abrupt the decision seemed and the announcement seemed to be. But, I mean, I kind of felt all along like that's what how Nick Saban was going to do things. You, you, didn't, you knew Nick Saban. He wasn't going to do the Coach K, give me one more year, let me go around and get my flowers from everybody. Right. You knew he wasn't going to do that. And you knew that ultimately, I mean, as he had said in the past, like, you know, when you're thinking about retirement, it's time to retire. Um, and he certainly had nothing left to prove at the college football level. He accomplished everything he wanted to. And I know there's a lot of people of, oh, well, I can't believe he didn't go out after a national championship. I thought he would stick around until he won another one and then call it quits and ride off into the sunset. But, you know, again, I, I don't think that was what – I, I don't know if that's exactly what he was looking for. I, I think that what happened this year with that team down in Tuscaloosa and realizing that I still got it. Like these kids still look up to me. They still respect my accomplishments and they came here because of me and, and what I can develop them into not only as an athlete, but as young men. Um, I, I think he proved to himself that he can still do it. And he wanted to go out before, you know, there was any question mm -hmm. about his capabilities to lead a college football program. And so I think that this year, you know, they didn't win a national championship. They didn't make it to a national championship, but to win the SEC and to have that team grow from uh, honestly being his worst team since 2007 into, you know, 
probably one of his favorite teams that he's ever coached because of how much you know they bought into the process, how much they wanted to grow for themselves and reestablish the Alabama standard. I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to make sure that the program was in good hands with the players and the direction they were trying to go, and that's exactly what he did. And so now, you know, we will see who the next head coach is. There's a lot of – I'll just say this. There's a lot of information out there in the past 12, 14 hours. Right. Everyone says they know who the next head coach is. Um, some of those people are going to be right. Like, that's just how it is. You know, you throw a name out there, you know, uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut twice a day. Some some people are going to be right out there. But, you know, I, I would also just, you know, I, I think we will have an answer much sooner rather than later and – you know, just be careful of running with every report that you see of yes. so-and-so coaches in Tuscaloosa, so-and-so coaches already locked in, um, et cetera. So we will see where things go for Alabama. Of course, when any information comes out, you will hear it here first on Jocks 94.5. Uh, but until that time comes, I think it's more of a what Coach Saban meant to you, what he meant to college football, and reflecting on – the best coaching career that we've ever seen in the sport of college football and probably ever will see. 292. Those are the amount of wins Nick Saban had at the college level with 201 of those coming from the Alabama Crimson Tide. And kind of like you said, Conrad, when you look at especially the 2023 season, it kind of felt different the entire year. Like it just, it didn't, even the Alabama football team felt different after that loss to Texas and the performance that you saw against USF. It's like, what's going on. But from that point forward to see how this team galvanized. And even when coach Saban was at press conferences and hearing the conversations that he was having, it felt like, man, he's really enjoying watching this team put it together. Like it week by week, day by day. And when like he's calling guys by names of just who he's impressed with, you know, with the leadership and just the focal, the being the vocal leaders and just focusing in on what they had to accomplish as a unit. And we always, and you know, it, it got to a point where everybody was discussing, was this Nick Saban's best, you know, even, even though it didn't end in a championship, was this his best mm-hmm. year as a head football coach at 72 years old Yep. and to go out on top and the way that we saw him evolve with the game like we saw the you know especially at the quarterback position I mean offensively we saw the the new and new and improved the new age offense is starting to come in and he you know he was kind of one of those you know stuck in his ways of like we're going to start start on the defensive side we're going to continue to elevate the defensive side we saw the Greg McElroy's at quarterback we saw the Jake Coker's we saw those guys that you know we're not going to sit here and say that they're the most athletic they're most talented but they were able to suffice and lead their team to a national title then we saw the Jalen Hurts. We saw the Tua Tonga Valois, the Bryce Youngs, um, just to see how he was able to continue to evolve and adapt to a game that was changing constantly every single day. Even at the NIL level, the transfer portal level, he would have opinions about it and certain things. And it's almost like whatever Nick Saban said was pretty much gold. Yep. And for somebody that's worked as hard as he's had and just the commitment to excellence and everything that he's accomplished, like, we're not, this isn't a funeral, y'all. Like, He's 72 years old, so we kind of got to a point where it's like we know he's not going to be able to continue to do it. Yeah. I think the way that it happened on a you know on a Wednesday evening in January, it's like, whoa, okay, we didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But the fact that 
you know, we can look back at the accomplishments and especially Alabama fans like I, and you as an Alabama alum, it's when you're living in the moment, you, you, you tend to, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but to really understand, especially you, while you were there, like the level in which football was being played, the sport as we know it, we owe a, a super amount of gratitude to what Nick Saban has offered in his services as the head coach, and not just at Alabama, just in his coaching career. No, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I met when I was in school down there that were from the West Coast, you know, California, Arizona, Seattle, whatever, far away. And it's, why did you come to the University of Alabama? Like, is there something, were you majoring in something specific? Was there a certain business school or a certain whatever program that drew you to Alabama? Every single one of those people, do you know what their answer was? Ah, y'all are good at football, and I figured it'd be fun to come down here and go to the football games. Boom. People (laughs) traveled across the country, had their parents probably spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to send them to college at the University of Alabama because they said, I've watched Alabama football a few times. I want to be a part of that. I want to experience that. And... I, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you. And that's not to say that there's not other places across the country that have kids that go there because of their football program. But it just goes to show you how big of an impact football has. And at the end of the day, yes, it is just a sport. And there are much more important things in the world than sports. But it means so much to so many people. And it improves people's lives in so many different ways. Um, you know, I, I think that's just one small way that you can see the impact that Nick Saban had on Alabama and making it a hot spot for people that wanted to come and enjoy college football because they wanted to experience what he had built there. Um, Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's still just crazy to, to be here and to, you know, like Cole said last night when we were doing our extra coverage, you know, it's, it really won't sit in, I don't think, until that first week yeah. of the next season where there's a different person on the sideline for Alabama because you're going to have the introductory press conference, you're going to have media days, you're going to have A-Day, you're going to have you know all these different things between now and then where you're going to get an opportunity to you know understand what the new coach's vision is, what they're trying to accomplish, all those different things. Um, but I don't think it's really going to resonate with a lot of people until that first game kicks off and there's somebody else on the sideline leading the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we do have to share this. I know we're talking about Nick Saban. Um, if you thought the last 24 hours couldn't get any crazier, we knew this was coming probably. Um, I thought it would happen last night, but it happens this morning at 6 a.m. Uh, Adam Schefter just reports Bill Belichick out in New England. So when you talk about, I mean – This may never happen again. I mean, you have the greatest college football coach of all time retiring, and Bill Belichick maybe not retiring, but the greatest NFL football coach of all time, the leader of the greatest dynasty the sport's ever seen, now parting ways with the New England Patriots. It's, you know, it's kind of fitting, though, to have the relationship that they have and for them to both be at this point in their careers at the same time. I. You know, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe Bill already has his next landing spot in mind, but I wouldn't be surprised if him and Nick are on the phone today. I wouldn't be surprised if they were on the phone yesterday um, and kind of talking through what it's like, the decision-making process for Saban, what's next for Bill. But, yeah, just had to share that real quick. That news came out about 10 minutes ago. 
Um, if you didn't think coaching world could get any crazier, it just did. Buckle up, y'all. And it's uh, it's just January, January. Just when we thought, you know, the college football season just ended, the offseason start. We're going to hit ah, those it's basketball season, man. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it definitely hits the uh, hits the ear a little different. Well, listen, guys, we want your reaction at every single level. You can follow us on the you know, on Twitter. At Jocks Morning, at Run DM6, at Conrad VO Radio. You can also call into the studio, 800-239-9569-205-834-9450. You can text or call there. We want your reaction to Nick Saban officially retiring from the sport of football. Just his impact on you, his impact on the game. We want to hear what you've got to say. So lock it in right here on Morning Jocks and Jocks 94.5. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Six twenty here on Jocks ninety four five. This is morning Jocks, January the eleventh. January tenth is a day that we will never forget, as one Nick Saban has decided to hang him up and retire from the sport of football. And it's it's wild to think about. Once you start going down the numbers, two hundred and ninety two career wins, seventy one losses. Like imagine being a head coach as long as that he was. And to have not lost a hundred games, and in the state, the University of Alabama, two hundred and one wins to twenty nine losses. Like we will, I'm. I'll, it's not even far fetched. Like we will never see something like this again. Like I just, I refuse to see something like when you talk about the longevity of success at this level. It's it's crazy to think about and. When you look at Nick Saban as a whole, and granted, we knew we knew that we were getting close to this point. We knew that we were going to eventually have this conversation. And I don't think anybody, even when – I don't think anybody was just ready. Nobody was no. ready for something like this. But you were never going to be ready. It didn't matter right. when it was going to happen. Yeah. And it's one of the more fascinating, you know, feats because now you're forced to turn the page. There's no, oh, man, if Nick Saban's on the side – well, now it's – what is this Alabama organization program? What is it going to look like from this point forward? Because now it's okay. Nick Saban established the standard, but the the longevity of success to continue is that whoever comes in next has to has to you know they got to continue to hold up at some sort at some sort of legs. Like Alabama, I'm, you can speak to it a lot better than I can. I don't think Alabama fans are going to accept anything less than at least some an SEC title at the bare minimum. And I granted you're going to get a grace year one, but from that point forward, it's uh it's time to get this thing rolling. The biggest thing is just are y'all going to have patience? It, okay, yeah. So that's my big <laughs> thing is. You know, one of my buddies and I were talking about this last night, actually, and it was you have to have the understanding that you're not getting Nick Saban number two. Like that's right. that doesn't exist. That person is not 
a, a human that is on this earth right now, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so you can't go into it with the expectation of, man, well, if we don't win, you know, three or four or five national championships in the next decade, like then this, this is a failure. Like we, this coach isn't good enough. You need to have the understanding that you want the coach that comes in and, and Greg even said it yesterday. Do you want a coach that can come in soon salvage the roster you have before guys start being tempted to go through the portal. I mean, that's already happening, but you want somebody that sets the program up for success long-term. And if that means that you have to have a year where maybe you're not as good as you have been in the past, that's a sacrifice that you need to be prepared to make as a fan of Alabama football. Um, I, I do think that the people making this decision are aware of that. And, and I think that, you know, there's a number of great candidates out there. I mean, you know, everybody has a different guy that they want to be the next head coach. And I think they're all, you know, they all have proven track records. Um, but coming to Alabama is a little bit of a different beast. And to be completely honest, like having to be the person that follows Nick Saban, I, I do not envy that person. I'll be honest with right. you. Like it's going to take a very special kind of person to do that. And that's what you have to look for is you have to look for a person who's wired a little differently and has the attitude of, they're not trying to go and be Nick Saban. They are going to try to make the Alabama football program their program and make it the best football program that they know how to make it. And that's the big thing is you don't just want somebody that's going to come in here and say, all right, well, let's do the Nick Saban thing and try to just replicate exactly how he ran this program. You want somebody that comes in and has the confidence that they know how to build a program their way. And there will surely be some similarities to how things were already run down there. But you want somebody that is confident, that has the maybe is is even a little bit crazy to have the thought of I can go to Alabama and I can keep that thing rolling. I don't care that they just had the best college football coach of all time retire. I'm confident in how I build a program yep. and how I can reach these players, how I recruit, and I can go down there and have success and continue to make this one of the best, if not the best, football program in the country. And. That's not going to be an easy task for anybody. But I do think that there's someone out there that you can find that has that mentality and has that attitude about it because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have a good roster next year. I mean, I and even with the portal and there's going to be people that leave in the next 30 days. That's just mm -hmm. the reality of the situation. It's going to happen. But you have enough talent on that roster right now to where you're going to have a pretty good opportunity in 2024 to have a hell of a first year in Tuscaloosa. But what are you going to do after that? What are you going to do when the building blocks and the pieces that are here aren't there anymore? I mean, I go back and look at a situation like, you know, what happened at Florida State when Bowden left and Jimbo Fisher got the keys to the kingdom and he won a national championship pretty quickly and he had a guy named Jameis Winston who he brought in at quarterback and, and was a phenomenal player, but he still had the foundation of what Bowden had built at Florida State to work with while he was there and we kind of saw what happened after that when those pieces were no longer there and the program became his and we saw what happened and why Florida State really had a had a pretty rough period of time between now or between then and you know this season you know this was kind of their reawakening in college football of being one of the elite programs and so you know if you're Alabama that's what you want to avoid and i think that they are aware of that i think they will avoid that um but yeah be patient 
Yes. They're going to – the last thing you want Alabama to do is make a drastic decision because they feel the pressure of we have to do something as quickly as possible instead of we need to make the right hire for this job at this time. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Who knows who it will be? Who Maybe it's, you know, the popular names. Maybe it's somebody we don't know about. Maybe it's somebody that we think there's no shot – in hell that they would say yes to the job, and they do. You know, <laughs> it, it could be. There's so many different options here. Yeah. Man. Um. But I have faith that, you know, Greg Burns done a heck of a job since he's been in Tuscaloosa, and and I think that we should all have the utmost confidence that he's going to, he's going to put this program in a position to succeed yes. for the long term. Absolutely, and I I, I think that <laughs> when it comes down to uh, decision makers there in Tuscaloosa. They can read the room. They know exactly what they've got going on, and it's just going to be it's going to be an adjustment for absolutely everybody, and it's going to be cool to see. I think it's going to be interesting to see, no matter who they bring in, the expectation level because of the big hole that Nick Saban leaves, not just at the University of Alabama, but the sport of football. We're going to get your reactions when we return here on the other side. I want to make sure we give everybody some quality time. Get your text message, your calls, 205-834-9450-800-239-9569. That gets you on the hotline with us and as we discuss and more. Nick Saban. Nick Saban retires from the University of Alabama and how you react to it when we discuss this more and on Morning Jocks and Jocks 94.5. Six thirty one here on Jocks ninety four five. Oh, usually when the I just thought the off season was just going to be a smooth sailing, the transition into you know just okay. Let's recap what we saw in twenty twenty three, and in two days after the national championship, the national championship was played Monday, y'all. Like we just we just had the last college football game Monday with Michigan winning the college football. Alabama title. played football nine days ago. Dog, like it's it's like wait a minute what. What is going on? Like, what is happening? But it is an adjustment period. It's a shock. Even after a night of rest, it still doesn't feel real. But we are here to announce that Nick Saban has officially retired. They're at the University of Alabama. I think his time on the sidelines are finished. But it's it's an adjustment process for everybody. And we want to make sure that we get all your reactions. 205-834-9450. You can text or call in there. Just like our buddy Alan wants to talk about What's going on there in Tuscaloosa, man? What's going on, Alan? Good morning, buddy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, we're making it, man. Damien's doing better than I am. <laughs> That's about it, Conrad. I think Damien's doing a lot better than either me or you. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> I did notice, uh, Conrad, just a second ago, uh, Damien finally threw the ownership of the Alabama to you. He kind of took took back his ownership and threw it back to you with his uh with his language there oh yeah uh, I'm, I'm i hey i'm here for the rough times i'm i'm here through it all man damien's just uh he hey. rides with us when we're up and when we're down he's a he's a hypo disciple haters in the building i, I was there for mike shula so i'm okay right at this moment <laughs> that's but, very uh, true <laughs> guys i got a nine-year-old son and took him to a couple games over there in t-town and he fell in love with Bryce Young, and I told him last night, hey, Nick Saban retired. And he looked at me like, uh, what does that mean? He was more upset when Bryce Young had to go to the NFL and couldn't play football in Alabama anymore. That's just something that 
I was trying to explain to him last night how spoiled Alabama fans are. Yeah. And that's going to take an adjustment period, but good for Coach. He's definitely earned it, and um, he's put his work in, and, and I hope he has a great retirement. But I think we have to give Greg Byrne patience. We have mm-hmm. to pump the brakes. Everybody's got their their preference, where they should go. But with the hiring of Nick Saban and hiring of Nate Oates, I think we need to stop and let him do his work and see what comes next. But I'm anxious to to see what comes next. And, guys, I, I, I'm going to keep listening and enjoy the coverage. Hey man, appreciate, appreciate the, it, bro. Uh, hey, roll tie. Appreciate the call. I will say this, so it's been reported from a number of places last night. Uh supposedly the players were told that a new coach would be in place within seventy two hours. Um, so we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Um I feel like if they told the players that, if that is really what happened, that they're probably pretty confident that they know which direction they're gonna mm-hmm. go. I also I shared this last night when we were doing our coverage, but with Greg Byrne uh as the athletic director at Alabama, he hired a new basketball coach, new baseball coach, and a new gymnastics coach. All of those happen within four days of the predecessor leaving, the season ending, whatever it may be. So he has a track record of moving pretty quickly at Alabama. Now this is a different beast all in of itself, being the football team. Um, but you know, maybe that puts a little, pe- uh, a few of you at ease this morning to know that. He has been able to move quickly in the past and not in a, we have to hire the first person and bring somebody in, but Mm -hmm. he's done a very good job of making excellent hires in a short amount of time because he is prepared for these types of moments. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that, you, like I said, the leadership and the decision makers in that room, I'll I'll take their word and what they got to do for it. I trust them. Yeah, man, let's go to Roy. Wants to talk some ball with us. What's going on, Roy? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I don't believe that it was – I think it was way more of a surprise to the listeners and the fans than it was to um, Greg Burns. Um, I just don't see – the way Nick Saban stewards relationships, the way you never heard Nick Saban throw a coach under the bus, you never heard him throw a player under the bus. He never fired anybody. He was – yep. And I I don't think that uh, he would ever – just up and leave somebody high and dry. So I think there might have been some inclination that this is going to happen. Um, of course, there are rumors everywhere, and there's things that, that, that you know, uh, people hear, hearsay. And uh, I, last night, talking to a, a friend of mine, uh, Miss Terry was brought up that she received an unfavorable diagnosis as to why uh, it was abrupt, why Nick Saban hung it up. And you know, I, I hope I hope that that's not true. But what a great time to be an Alabama fan! Um, I was telling a friend of mine's son this. I said I got to see some of the greatest people at what they do in my lifetime. I got to see Michael Jordan play basketball. I got to see Tiger Woods play golf, and I got to see Nick Saban coach football. And it people can argue if that those individuals were the greatest or not. But when you are the standard, when people say, do you want Tiger Woods or the field? Or uh, who do you think is the, the, the best, Nick Saban? Or that's a pretty high standard, and that itself uh, speaks to the, the way that they affected the sports that they did. So um, I'll thank you guys for taking my call. Absolutely, Roy, man, anytime. I think it's uh, 
like you said, it's crazy times that we're living in. And, you know, it's 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 different. Like it, it's a different feel. And no matter how, quote unquote, we were prepared to like we all kind of gotten to the point as we got older, as as everybody ages, it's like, OK, well, you know, the, the end is a lot closer than it was to the beginning. Yeah. And it still just doesn't feel real when he says it's over. So, you know, we're not we're not going to you know speculate on anything. All we know officially is that he has retired from the University of Alabama. And it is Greg Byrne's job to be prepared for these kinds of exactly. situations. And even if, you know, who knows when everyone found out, if it's like it was reported and a lot of people in the building didn't even know until right before the announcement was made to the team. Um, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that Greg Byrne has had a contingency plan in place for this. And this is probably not the first offseason that he has had a plan in place if Nick Saban were to step away because that's his job. And like, you know, we've said, I mean, he's 72 years old. Like, he, he can't do it forever, even if it seems like maybe he was somebody that, you know, he, he was just kind of a different breed. He was made out of a different mold. Uh, you know, time comes for everybody. And, you know, like Roy just said, I mean, he uh, he gave us more than enough as Alabama fans. We've been spoiled for a long time and, you know, much deserved retirement for him. But I, I, I'm very confident that Greg Byrne has been prepared for this moment for some time. That I agree with. Let's go to Larry, who's on the road, wants to talk about the Nick Saban retirement, man. What's going on, Larry? Gentlemen, uh, I guess the one word that hits everybody within the last 24 hours is the word wild. But I want you to think about this definition, guys. Written or spoken sequence of events, the story. What a narrative, guys. I mean, you know, in my lifetime, I, you know, my, all my daughters are grown, and I've been so blessed, but I can honestly say I never in my lifetime would think or thought that Coach Bryant would have surpassed – I mean, he would have surpassed Coach Bryant. Well, he went way beyond that, way beyond that. And I just want to say this, guys, everybody at the university, everybody in Tuscaloosa, everybody in the state of Alabama – I mean, what he's done for the city of Tuscaloosa and the state of Alabama is literally unbelievable. But I, I, I just, re I really do believe, guys, that you know, I can see since and watched that the, the last few games, I could see it in Coach Saban's face. My middle brother, that's sixty-five, he he thought I was crazy, and I just, you know, we all love Coach Saban and what uh, what he taught these young men. But uh, I think that the NCAA uh, free agency, <laughs> the way I look at it had a lot to do with with what's going on in coaching and NCAA and college football today. But guys, I don't know what else to say, man. I'm just so I tip my hat. I'm just I'm just beyond flattered to have seventeen years of his of his tutelage and what he's done at the university for the, all these young men and so many students and what he's done. I mean, everybody a friend of mine said, Well the Mercedes plant came to the Alabama I said, What what look look what Saban's done at Alabama Tuscaloosa in seventeen years will never be surpassed. But guys, I just wanted to say that. And uh, just don't know. Uh, we're truly going to miss him, and I know he's going to enjoy his retirement. But uh, wow, that's all I, all I wanted to say, guys. Appreciate it very much. Hey, we appreciate you as well, Larry. Roll Tide. Let's go to John in Huntsville. Wants to talk some ball. What's going on, John? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Man, doing well, brother. Great. Hey, listen, I'm a alum from Auburn. I graduated in 1983, so I'm quite a few years older than you two guys put hey, together. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let me give you my perspective on it. Um, not a real big Nick Saban fan, and not because I'm an Auburn fan, but just his personality. It doesn't cl it de doesn't click with me. I know he's done a lot of great things down in Tuscaloosa and building Habitat for Humanity homes and all that. It's just something about him that, that I just don't jive with. But that's, that's not the issue because I'm not an Alabama fan. You know, I'm an Auburn fan. 
But let me tell you something. I said this same thing when Steve Spurrier retired. We're going to miss him because he made every coach in the country try to be better in order to beat him. That's a fact. That's very true. That is a every fact. Every coach. If you were going to compete, in, whether it's the SEC or for a national championship, you knew you had to be better than Nick Saban. And that made everybody do better. Mm-hmm. That's all I was gonna say, War Eagle. Hey, War Eagle, brother, we appreciate you calling in, man. And I ain't know where I, he, I ain't gonna lie. He had me in the first half. I, I was about to say, yeah, first it was. <laughs> I was like, really, no. we doing this this morning, man? But uh, no, I hey, I saw Crimson Conrad start to load up. I was, I was like, like, whoa, I'm, I'm, we're not doing this this morning. But hey, you know that again. <laughs> That just goes to show you can have respect from people that don't even like don't you. Don't even that's, like that's you. That's, like, a, that's a tough thing to do. It is, man. Let's go to Melvin in Birmingham. Wants to talk Nick Saban. What's going on, Melvin? All right, what's going on, guys? <clears throat> I wanted to tell y'all, I really enjoy y'all. I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road every morning, man. I get to listen to y'all every day, man. Y'all y'all really do a good job. Um, uh, coming from an Auburn fan, I... I got to give Conrad, man, some props, man, because he's not like a, a Alabama fan that I know. <laughs> I mean, this kid doesn't dog off in every chance he gets. He gives other schools credit and You're stuff right. like that. Conrad, where you from, man? I'm from right around here, buddy. Wow. That is amazing. I, I mean, I could actually deal with you, man. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, and I, I mean, I, 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 I got some Alabama fans, man, that are in your face. They dogging all, and every chance they can get. I, I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, man, just wanted to say that uh, Nick Saban, man, is, is 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 something that you just never saw, man. I mean, that that dude. <laughs> I mean, you have to tip your cat, your your hat to him, even if you don't like him. I, I mean, like his ways or how he do things or whatever. But man, that dude has done something I've never seen. I've seen a lot of wrong Miami Hurricanes, Duke Blue Devils, uh, all of that. But man, I've never seen you know football wise somebody do something like he did, man. And, you know, you just have to say kudos to him. But hey, man, I enjoy y'all. Uh, take care and uh, look forward to continuing to hear, uh, listen to y'all, man. Take care. Man, we appreciate you, Melvin. Hey, listen, guys, we see y'all on hold. We'll make sure we get you before we wrap things up here on Morning Jocks. So just lock in here on Jocks 94.5. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Very fitting. Very fitting for one Nick Saban as he has announced his retirement and from the sport of football, and it's it's quite an adjustment. Welcome back into Morning Jocks. Jocks 94.5. We are here. Damian Mitchell, Conrad, Van Order, and you as well. 205-834-9450. Just, again, reacting to what we – it's been a, a wild – it's been a wild 12 hours, to say the least. Even after a night of sleep, it, you wake up in the morning and it still feels surreal. 
And that's just been the immediate reaction. We get your reaction as well on the phone lines, 205-834-9450. A buddy, Casey in Union Chapel, wants to talk with us this morning. What's going on, Casey? What's going on, guys? What's happening, brother? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm 27 years old, and I was uh, I was 10 whenever we had the pep rally at the, at the airport for Nick Saban. And uh, that was around the same time that I really started caring about college football. Uh, so my whole life as an Alabama fan, I mean, it's been Nick Saban, you know. I don't really know what that looks like without Nick Saban. And, uh, man, I just I, I respect everything he did, and I'm, I'm so proud and happy to, to have had him as a coach. I just, uh, man, I just wish it wasn't so abrupt, you know. I always thought that maybe if he was to retire, maybe we would know about it like a year in advance. And uh, I don't know, man, the way it was so abrupt. I, I know nobody died, but it sure feels that way. Uh, roll Tide, guys. Hey, Roll Tide, brother. Let's go to Tommy in Birmingham, get some reaction as well. What's going on, Tommy? Hey man, I just wanted just to just to, just to share a memory with you guys. You know, yes, I, have sir. A, I have a son that was uh, about five years old um, when Nick Saban came on board, and before that, he said to me after Mike Shula losing out a good bit, he said, "Daddy, why is Alabama so bad?" And I said, "Son, I, you know there were a lot of years where Bama was good, and just hang on." And and we went online and we saw the the flight, you know, the flight numbers coming in and saw that uh, Nick Saban was going to be coming in and I, it it brought me and my son together for the for the last 17 years and it's been a wonderful ride to watch Bama come back and uh and be at the top of college football and just I just just so thankful for all the memories that Saban has given just my my family personally just that father-son relationship Things that are off the field that uh, you know people don't think about, but uh, he's really made a difference in, in my life just with raising my son. And my son yesterday, right when uh, Chris Lowe reported it, uh, Tech called me and said, "Dad, you'll never believe this." I was like, "What?" And he sounded like somebody had passed away. And he said, "You know, Nick's retiring." And I was like, "I can't believe it." But uh, full circle on that one, he was the one that reported that to me on the other side, and. Uh, just want to say, you know, Saban's done a lot for a lot of people, but it's the small things that live on in all the Bama fans' memories for years to come. And I hope they get a, a good coach coming up and we can reload and keep going forward. Absolutely, Brother Tommy, man. We appreciate you, man. Let's go to Daniel. Wants to talk some ball with us. What's going on, Daniel? Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Man, doing well, brother. A lot better than Conrad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Um Unlike that other feller, uh, Saban wasn't the only guy I remember. I had to endure some uh, Mike DeBose, uh, Shula, uh, some other real greats before we got Saban. And um, it was awful. It was tough. It was tough sledding. And, um, you know, I, I read it in the article last night on ESPN, something that was really amazing to me. Uh, Saban won more games in 17 years at Alabama, 201, than the Alabama Crimson Tide did in 24 seasons between Bryant's retirement and Saban's hiring, um, which was 171 uh, games. And, you know, uh, Bill Curry, after Bryant quit, Bill Curry went 10-1 and, and got a brick through his window. So uh, this next coach is not going to have it good. I mean, he's, I would hate to fill those shoes, but uh, it's been a wonderful ride. So I'll hang up and listen. Roll Tide, fellas. Hey, Roll Tide, brother. Well, we got to wrap it. I guess we're going to finish it off with an, uh, with an old Auburn fan, but I know he's going to have his respects to pay. That's Don Don. Wants to talk some ball with us. What's going on, Don Don? Hey, guys. Damien, my buddy, I had to call to check on my friend Conrad. I got you, you, man. Yeah, he's, it's been tough, man. It's been tough. 
But but anyway, uh, Conrad, my friend, uh, I respect Nick Saban, and he's the best coach of all time and everything, but I'm not going to lie. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> you know, Don, Don, I wouldn't lie. have expected anything less, my friend. But but you, you hang in there, my buddy, and we'll see you guys soon. Absolutely, Thank man. Thank you, Don, hey, we Don. To, hey, we appreciate it. It's been a... Uh, it's been an eventful few hours for us, man. Like we were here last night for the immediate reaction. Um, we were we went live from six to nine. Uh, had three man front crew: Greg Cole, pretty much the entire staff up here. I mean, Saber was working behind the scenes, and me, Conrad, and Molly were holding it down here in the studio. Like it was, it's been an adjustment, man. And just really having a night to sleep on and wake up. It's still you slept last night. Barely, like, because <laughs> first thing I popped in my head, I was like, "Man, I hope they don't go after Josh Heupel, man." I was like, "Man, I, I think you're good. I, th- <laughs> I think you're good." I was like, "I don't know if a Heupel discipleship can, you know, can look. I don't think it looks good in crimson, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an adjustment. But if anything, make sure y'all keep it locked right here on Jocks ninety four five the whole doggone day, because I promise you, you, Greg McElroy, a national championship winning quarterback under Nick Saban. The started first one. the dynasty. Like the, yeah. He started the momentum for this. He's going to have a lot to say as well as Cole's guys that have been on the sideline with him, got a chance to break bread and just understand the ball game from another level level with Nick Saban there on the sidelines. Three-man front with all the insight that they have. It's going to be an eventful day and wiping that up with Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> the mouth of the South. He's, he saw this coming a while back and he he knew it was coming. Somebody that he's covered for a long time. So everybody here on Jocks 94.5 will keep you updated. I mean, got to think Bill Belichick is gone from New England. Pete Carroll got released yesterday from Seattle Seahawks. This is going to be an adjustment, man, from this point on. But Nick Saban, the Alabama standard is still going to be set. So for all my Alabama fans, roll tide, roll. Roll tide. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.